0: Horn, the chubby daddy. That is right, is the loud mouth, electro groovy, silver tongue daddy of the whole galaxy, and you are tuned into Smart Mark Alley, kiddos. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's see what I can do about informing you on the what's happenings of MLW Fusion. On this episode I will be covering episode 35 through 38 including the <laughs> including the Christmas special. <laughs> Let's start this episode off with some disputation. So, to kick things off, let's talk. Episode 35. We got the show kicking off. Whoa, wait a minute here. 35, right? Yes, episode 35. We got the show kicking off with Team Promotionos. Promociónes Selena De La Renta or Promotionos de la Renta attacking members of Team Filthy. Um, you got commentary by Rich Bocchini and Tony Schiavone. Um, They announced that we're going to have... Okay, never mind here okay yeah okay had to decipher my own notes ladies and gentlemen i'm sorry about that (laughs) we have a match to kick us off gringo loco versus el Hio de la park versus coto brazil versus desmond xavier versus teddy hart for the vacated middleweight title right away teddy hart attacks desmond excuse me xavier on the ramp with a springboard moonsault So that tells you how quickly things pop off there. Um, Just had a great match here. Nice title, nice uh, ladder match. They pulled out all the stops. Broke a few ladders. It's definitely worth going out of your way to watch. Um, Of course you have Teddy Hart winning that one. I didn't expect Teddy to win the middleweight championship. Definitely expected um, Desmond there, actually. But it would not be a pretty awesome feud. Desmond and Xavier versus Teddy Hart. Um, I didn't write a whole mess of notes on each match, only because I don't want this to be a whole three-hour thing, but, so, because we do got three episodes of MLW to cover, and considering it's free, and, uh, you know, all it takes is your time to watch it, well, I mean, uh, you have to pay for the internet, you have to pay for your internet, but, I mean, other than that, you know, I mean, it's free for you to watch, so... If you need anything more detailed on the notes for the matches, go and watch it. It's right on YouTube. I just, you know, covering what's going on, give you a small recap. Give my little two cents opinion on it and whatnot. So, <clears throat> after that, we have Casey Lennox interviewing Tom Lawler about his uh, hand. But um, Tom Lawler was having none of this. He says, now is not the time for talking. Now is the time for action. We didn't know what that meant. But uh, a little bit later on, I guess we will find out. The next matchup we have here is DJ Z versus Dragon Lee. Excellent, excellent match. I mean, MLW is knocking it out of the park with these matches. Stuff like this is why they're one of my most favorite promotions going right now. Everyone's got their favorite. Some of us love WWE. Some of us follow Impact or TNA. You know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Religiously, some of us follow Ring of Honor in New Japan. I follow MoW. Religiously, you know. Took a little bit of a break. Um from Christmas and stuff, my birthday, but I'm now back and I'll be covering weekly here. So, anyways, uh, Dragon Lee, of course, is the CMLL World Lightweight Champion. We had a nasty little uh, double stomp to the outside from the top rope. I was a, he had set, Dragon Lee had set him up in the, DJ Z up in the corner on top of the turnbuckle. Then from there jumped on him, knocking him to the outside floor. And I don't know how either one of those guys walked after that, but um, match was really, really quick. Lucha paced wasn't too 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 fancy or wasn't super super spot heavy whatever you want to call it but um dragonly picks up that win picks up the win over djz surprisingly i thought djz would win won this one not knowing too too much about dragonly but knowing a little bit about DJ Z. He's pretty awesome to watch live. Pretty He's pretty awesome to watch live or on TV, but he's definitely awesome to watch live. See him at PPW. <laughs> so uh, we have uh, Selena De La Renta and crew are leaving to go to this party that because that is what spoiled kids do in America that's what she says and they are attacked by Tom Lawler Oh, I'm sorry I'm just I can't I don't remember call it uh, recapping episode 34 so I thought there's something that happened between now and then I don't know I was just checking my notes I'm sorry about that but are uh, they were tagged by filthy Tom Lawler now um, MLW February 2nd is going to be the most anticipated title fight it's going to be low key versus filthy tom lawler so watch out for that and uh, next we have what is in my opinion has become some of the best promos on excuse me on TV for wrestling or the best promos in wrestling and that's promos from the hart family we got a celebration promo from Brian Pillman Jr. and Teddy Hart. Um, it's in the episode, and they have all these promo- these promos on their YouTube page, so definitely go and check that out when you get the time. These are some of the, the best promos. They're freaking hilarious. Some of the best promos going on in professional wrestling right now. And, um, then we got Simon Gotch talks his training for Filthy Tom. He had a little nice little promo going on, talking about his no-hold-barred, no-rope match. And then we move on to a match versus, it was, uh, Roosh, the leader of Los Engel Bernales versus Rich Swan. Um, thought pretty early on. It was a uh, rich Bokini He was a. Uh, he said the crowd was chanting. He was said the crowd was chanting Rapido. They weren't chanting Rapido, they were chanting Tranquilo. Guy with that much experience should have known that, brother. Because he's the leader of the Los Ingo Bernales. That is. Naito, Naito's faction, right? He's not in chaos, is he? I don't know. I thought that that was a. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe somebody will actually comment on my podcast and let me know. I thought. didn't you no, know, maybe he is chaos. I don't know. Let me look that up real quick, because I don't want to sound like a dummy. One second here. Okay, yeah, 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 because that's where he learned the Tranquilo. The, um Yep, 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 yep. So, anyways, yeah, they were chanting Tranquilo, because that's the style of the the guys from Chaos and stuff like that. Not Chaos, but uh, Los Ingo Bernales and stuff like that. That's them guys. That's the, I think that's their motto over there. I mean, like I said, I don't watch it too too heavily, but I do believe that's why they were chanting Tranquilo. You know, like the the guy uh, Cian almost also has that style, that Tranquilo style of wrestling. Is kind of like a, you know, your your uh, strong style stuff. You know, so it's a Tranquilo style. of course but um you can see a lot of improvement from rich from 205 um he's having some really really awesome matches since leaving wwe you know love those guys that do fall through the cracks sometimes it's their duty or whatever you want to say it's the you know you can either flounder around in a small pool you know and cry and complain that you fell through the cracks or you can go out here like Rich Swan and show the world that you're capable of having these astounding matches and you know maybe you get picked back up maybe you continue on the indies you know open-ended choices but uh, a guy like Rich Swan is Making the most out of not being on WWE with two oh five live right now, so he had a great match with one of the g- leaders of one of the greatest factions going in wrestling today and Roosh. But um Roosh picked up a win with a nasty driver. Or uh, like a sit out pile driver type Rush driver they call it i think I forget But um after this LA Park comes out and um LA Park and Rush <clears throat> battle outside of the ring there to close out the episode episode 35 and uh we got episode 36 here conian and selena de la renta are in the ring with ricky martinez and they're all jaw-jacking pretty much about their match going to come up with uh conian and low-key for the uh, mlw heavyweight championship So, uh, after that, they then move on and announce that uh, Croto Brazil has been attacked in a nightclub. And that Ricky Martinez was the number one suspect for it. Then, um... After that, we move on to another... Another excellent promo from the Hart Foundation on pussies. And Tommy Dreamer. You know... Barrington Hughes. They, uh... Pretty much called out everybody there, and uh, they said that they were a pack of animals. And Teddy Hart shows how he make he uh, trains Mr. Money and Mr. Velvet. Well, Mr. Velvet now, Mr. Money was a cat before. Much respect to Mr. Money. Very much respect to Mr. Velvet. And um, we seen at Atomic championship wrestling that Mr. Velvet is a highly trained highly skilled athlete you know he's he works a lot better takes better light advice takes better role than a lot of the these guys I see they actually listen to what you know Mr. Velvet actually listens to what his partner and Teddy Hart tells him you know, Teddy Hart puts Mr. Velvet up on the corner post. Mr. Velvet stays on that corner post, you know. He's a great worker, and I bet he gets paid a lot, too. Well, like a fancy feast or some stuff like that. Mm, but um, they had uh, the cats out. They were talking about pussies, like I said in the beginning there. And then they uh, went on to say that Tommy Dreamer and Barrington Hughes are pussies. And like I said, they lead the pack they are a pack of animals. Like I said, you got to go out of your way to watch these promos. Well, you don't even have to go out of your way. All you got to do is go to YouTube and type MLW Heart H2 Promos. It's very, very easy. And it's very much worth going out of your way to watch. Very entertaining. So that leads us into our next match, which is Barrington Hughes and Tommy Dreamer versus Brian Pillman Jr. and Ted Tibiase Jr. Not Ted Tibiase. Oh my God, what are we talking about? Freaking WWE in the mid-2000s here? No, it's um, Davy Boy Smith Jr. Excuse me. He'd be kind of cool to into the fold, though, if he still wrestles. Does he even still wrestle Davy Smith Jr.? No, my God, I mean, um... Oh, shit. I'm gonna get punched in the throat or something. What was I talking about? Davy Boy Smith Jr., um... Ted DiBiase dude. yeah, Ted DiBiase Jr., I mean he had a run in WWE and I wonder what he did after that. If he still went still going in the Indies and stuff like that? I don't know. I'll have to look that up after the, uh I finished recording here. But um Brian Pillman Jr. has some excellent gear, I like that. Some of the best gear around. Very authentic and unique. Um this was my first time watching Barrington Hughes, and he really impressed me too. Um, I wouldn't say that they—they they called him a poor man's Yokozuna or something like that. I don't, I don't see that. I think that he is a big, big man, and Ace Romero is a big, big man, and they have two very different styles of moves. There's a resurgence in big men, big big men wrestlers. As you can see with like Ace Romero and Barrington Hughes and guys like TKO, you know Terrell Kenneth. And uh I had something else in mind but I'm drawing a blank but even like yeah, like even TJ Marconi is a big big man. But um we're seeing a resurgence in those big 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 men coming in. The giants of our business. And I like it. So it's pretty neat. The Hart Foundation are undefeated. Here and they remain undefeated as uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. holds Barrington Hughes, distracts the ref, and Brian, Brian Pillman Jr. low bros Dreamer with a cane to end the match. So we got the Hart Foundation winning that one. Then we cut to Rush cutting a promo on L.A. Park. They're going to have a match coming up, I do believe, February 2nd. Next up, we have a match here of El Hijo de la Park versus DJZ. Another great match. Um, Decently paced between these guys like a really really fast paced lucha match definitely worth going to watch and um we got el hio winning that one with the help from selena de la renta while she attacks djz with her cane but it was a great five flying match and um we find out in this match that djz is a edm artist and he actually made his own entrance music. So that's pretty neat. Um, next up, we move on to Desmond Xavier versus Andrew Everett. Said uh, right in the beginning of the match here, we got Andrew Everett mocking the uh, under-the-chin little rascal thing from uh, Desmond Xavier. So he's mocking the fact that he's a He's a rascal. And um, his group newly found in t n a they've been around for a long time as the rascals, but not they've just come to t n a but um it went right over the commentary guy's heads. well, I don't know that this I don't know if they could say that. Those guys go by rascals and TNA, what they are, aren't allowed to say, stuff like that, so. But, um, had a sick, uh, 619 maneuver in the corner of the ring using the corner post and not the ring ropes. So they used the corner of that during the uh, 619. 619. It was from Desmond and Xavier, and uh, looked like he kind of pulled a hamstring there, and um, had like a sweet reverse, uh, standing reverse Pele kick from Everett. Um, Desmond Xavier's course went with like a, like amazing corkscrew senton bomb type of maneuver, and we move on to uh that much talked about filthy tom lawler no ropes no holds barred match versus simon gotch um made note of simon gotch's new ring gear it looks like he's got like uh shorts he's wearing like the mma style at this point i didn't know if they was uh if it was new gear or if it was just something he was wearing for that match but um this match you could have thrown right easily right onto uh, Bloodsport, that pay-per-view from Mania this past year. Something like that would have something like this would have fit really really nice on Bloodsport. I like the way they utilized the uh, the ring posts in the match and they used the outside well in the match. Just the way they incorporated the ring into this, with it being, you know, no-ropes, no ho- no-hold-barred, no like, early MMA-style type of stuff. And, um... Lowkey of course, was on commentary for this match, and they explained why that match on February 2nd is so important um why it's the most anticipated MLW heavyweight championship match and that's because uh Loki is undefeated since 2004 in MLW so um they made note of that on commentary on why that match is so important uh Tom chokes out Simon Gotch there you know retains his Pride over Simon Gotch, and you know, he'll go on to take on uh, Low Key there in uh, February 2nd. I guess that is if he lasts through Conan, which I guess we'll find out within this episode if he does or doesn't. But, um, next up we got the Christmas special show opens up with PCO cutting a promo on Brody King. They move into a match between the two of them. Um, you know, a decent slugfest hardcore match. PCO versus Brody King. Both of these guys looked awesome, you know. They did a good job of making PCO look like he wasn't a human. They did a good job of making Brody King look like he was a, a beast. PCO did that like an insane freaking swan Tom bomb off of the second story balcony onto a table. You know, because Brody King, they had set Brody King he had set Brody King up and then tried to go for that. And of course, uh, Brody King leapt to his feet. Had a uh, PCO eating shit there. Then um, PCO goes back first off an Irish whip f- flip into the guard into a guardrail he had wedged into the corner post. You know, I didn't know how he got up after the after the Swanton bomb. I really didn't know how he got up after the freaking guardrail. After he ate ate it on the guardrail, then he got up and then he did a moonsault and accidentally, what well, Brody King put the referee in the way, so he moonsaults the referee. But um. With all that chicanery going on, you had Brody King sets up four chairs in the ring. PCO caught him off guard, choke slam onto the four chairs. You got your winner in PCO. A veteran not to be outsmarted by a younger talent like Brody King in this match. Then we got Casey Lennox interviewing Maxwell Jacob Friedman and um he uh, talks about his match with Puma King in his promo. Now, next up, we got a match that's near and dear to my heart here. Ace Austin versus Myron Reed. And what a match it was. It was awesome to see Ace on television again. You know, he's been there. Made his debut on Impact Wrestling this year. He's done a couple of their like twitch shows you know he's just been everywhere this year and it was awesome to see him end 2018 with an appearance on mlw you know both guys are incredibly evenly matched in this got hit thing here and uh We got an awesome cruiserweight style match up here. Commentary did an awesome job of telling us about Ace Austin. And, um... This match here had a spot where Ace went from, like, the top... The corner... From the top rope corner turnbuckle all the way almost into the freaking crowd. Not to be outdone by, uh... Myron, who... Runs over to that corner post and then leap front flip suicide front flip dive on top of them and that was freaking amazing like something out of a comic book movie and um suicide senton and uh but uh the match did kind of have like a weird little ending kind of looked like ace austin went for like a Rope-assisted, like you know, like a hurricane runner, but he went off the bottom rope into it, and uh, you know, Myron Reed kind of like caught him and stuffed his attempt at like a like a hurricane runner or maybe like a head scissors takedown from the momentum going off the bottom rope. Even the commentary team had made note that they'd never really seen anybody use the bottom rope like that. So kudos to Ace Austin and. Um, implementing some strategy in this match that you wouldn't have thought of. So smart—he's a real, real smart guy. But uh, not to be outdone by Myron, who then stuffed that. Like I said, he had stuffed the takeover with the either he was going to go for a hurricane run or a leg, like a head scissors and pinned him one, two, three. I don't think Ace was expecting. Him to go for a pin there, be able to stuff that. But uh hopefully, we could see that match again down the line, or maybe even Ace versus Fred Yehai, something like that. We had a real quick and very entertaining flag match between Maxwell Jacob Friedman versus Puma King. Very good back and forth moves. All the moves look pretty crisp. Of course, Maxwell Jacob Friedman is one of the best on the uh, independent roster today. Like a crazy sit-out power bomb off the top, he ate from uh, Puma King, but uh, Prince Puma ends up kissing his manager. Area Blake grabs the flag. The match is over. That was the. Uh, christmas episode it was really really fun definitely worth time worth your time to go back and watch that of course that's on there for free and um because the time constraint here we'll move on to episode 37 and then 38 here but uh 37 episode 37 opens up with simon gotch doing his prize fight twenty thousand dollar challenge and uh, who comes out to accept that but Ace Romero? Ace looked like a real legit competitor in there, and he was a force to be reckoned with against Simon. And um, lo and behold, to my shock, AC Baby actually picks up a win on Simon Gotch in under like three minutes. I think it was even under like two, but he won the $20,000. And, um, you know, he starts throwing it to the crowd. Probably like a quarter of that he threw out to the crowd. If it was real money, I don't know. But uh, after that, they announced that Roosh would fight L.A. Park on April 4th. Next up, we had a match, Ariel Dominguez versus Andrew Everett. They announced that uh, Ariel Dominguez is Team Filthy. He's a real, real small guy. And uh, I could see them pairing him up with Marco Stunt against Parrington Hughes and Ace Romero. It was a nice match. It was real, real quick. Um, Ariel countered at like 450 splash by defending it with his knees. And um, he pinned Andrew for the win there. Then after that, we got Tommy Dreamer cutting a promo on Brian Pillman Jr. You know, letting us know that in two weeks from now they're going to have a Singapore Cane match. So, two weeks from episode 37, which should be this week coming up, we will be seeing Brian Pillman Jr. versus Tommy Dreamer, Tommy Dreamer in a Singapore Cane match. Now we move on to the hotly Contested, much controversial, very controversial, Conan vs. Lowkey match for the heavyweight championship. No DQ. You know, we had the entire Promotionas de la Renta at ringside. Um, match starts out right away. Bam! Uh, Conan hits Lowkey in the head with the padlock and a sock. Lowkey's busted open. Big time in his face. You know, right there, I thought we could have seen a new champion, but um, because he wasn't fighting back at that point in time, then we got Ricky Martinez interfering, you know. He accidentally gets taken out by Martinez, uh, low-key, with like a shotgun drop pick in the corner that he does. He accidentally does that to Martinez. I guess that's what he gets for sticking his nose where it doesn't belong. Um, had a part where here uh, Loki takes a beer bottle and curb stomps Conan's face into it Conan's busted open Conan's bleeding everywhere then um, one by one the Promotionos de la Renta attack Conan from behind they cause a stoppage in the match which leads to them holding Tom, they, they hold up Conan in the ring. And, uh, yep, if you've seen the controversial things on the internet, yes, Loki stabs him in the back with a shank. We get Conan getting shanked to end this uh, episode, but, uh, Tom Lawler does come out to the aid of Conan. To fight them guys off and back them away from Conan. And um, they even show backstage where Pentagon Jr. was attacked. We don't know who he was attacked by. Um, they seem to think it was Promotionis De La Renta, but I had a feeling that, you know, crazy man like brian pillman jr would do whatever it takes to uh keep that mlw middleweight championship on teddy hart but that's just my my little guess but um move right on here to episode 38 mlw start to match off with gringo loco versus la park i thought i was in delaware with watching muncie w for a second there until i was wa- i thought i was watching funky white boy versus sinister x here for a second until uh gringo loco snapped me out of it with a pretty gnarly suicide swanton bomb then of course he takes his crazy ass and Climbs the uh, scaffolding Titan Tron thing and then jumps off of that crossbody to LA Park, who I thought knocked his noodle off this move. Um, we have uh, Kringo Loco accidentally frog splashing the referee. He uh, wakes him up to uh, get the count. You know so he can re- officiate the match or he gets up all right but right as the time where gringo loco takes his spear by la park to win that match and um after that match we move on to Coto brazil talking to us for the first time since being attacked in the nightclub You know he's wearing an eye patch and he said he had uh two surgeries on his eyes he was talking to casey lennox he said he was stealing martinez's girls in the club so martinez snuck him with a champagne bottle and he's gonna have to wear this eye patch for the next for for the like the foreseeable future but he still says he's gonna take out ricky martinez um uh mlw announces that because of the actions of de la renta Loki in that match was fined fifteen thousand dollars selena de la renta was charged fifteen thousand dollars ricky martinez was charged seventy five hundred dollars seventy five thousand yeah seven thousand five hundred dollars heo de la park charged seventy five seven thousand five hundred dollars and they could lose their promoter's license i uh Loki will not lose the title though because they did not want him to get off easy basically we move on to uh telephone conversation Conan has where he says that he has a concussion right now and uh possibly punctured liver and kidneys urine in the blood so things aren't looking good for Conan. much love to Conan there so uh We got low-key calls out Tom Lawler for the February 2nd show. You know, of course, low-key undefeated since 2004. Tom Lawler looking to make that big move in Impact and become the Impact heavyweight champion. Can't wait to see this match. We got a promo backstage from uh, Fred Yehai, who is, you know, as we know, is a member of Team Filthy. And he challenges low-key for next week. So this upcoming week, we might should see at least, me, Brian Pillman Jr. versus Tommy Dreamer in a Singapore cane match, and and Fredy High versus Loki would be pretty sweet. But uh, we got Casey, Inter- Casey Lennox interviewing Ace Romero, who had uh, you know uh, as we know won that twenty thousand dollar match with simon gott who says he's gonna take that money and spend half of it on food and the other half i don't know what he said but he says he's coming for that mlw heavyweight championship too and then uh of course the third promo so far we got from heart foundation too you need to go check these promos out and then They also had a promo on that on this card about from Tommy Dreamer. You know he's saying that the Singapore Cane matches are his specialty. He wears the scars from him every day. You know this is going to be a really awesome match between Brian Pillman Jr. and Tommy Dreamer. Then we move on to Teddy Hart versus Pentagon Jr. You know you have all the pretty much yeah. You pretty much have all the moves that you expect out of uh, Teddy Hart, the famous Lung Blowers, the Moonsaults, the Drivers, the Canadian Destroyers at the rear end. But um, had an awesome top rope Moonsault from Teddy Hart. Then they have an awesome Canadian Destroyer on the apron of the ring from Pentagon. Then he does another nasty one to him in the ring. Teddy Hart does that awesome, amazing uh, moonsault into a top rope elbow drop, elbow drop from the top rope, and then he has that, like that, sit him up, pick him up, impact driver DDT thing he does, I forget what he calls it, the heart attack, I think, or that's his splash, but, uh, it's just awesome, he picked up the win on that, and that's how they ended the episode. You know, you got coming up here February 2nd, L.A. Park versus Roost, the leader of Los Bernales. We got uh, Loki versus Tom Lawler. Um, there's some pretty awesome things coming up for MLW here. Um... That pretty much covers my recap on MLW, episode 35 through 38, including the Christmas special. Next week here, I'm going to be back on schedule, reviewing one at a time here. I took a couple episodes off, but like I said, moving forward, we will be back on the regular schedule. Thank you for joining me. Um, This weekend here we have True Wrestling presents True uh, New Beginnings. Um, So far we know we have Ace Austin versus Chubby Daddy for the True Heavyweight Championship title. We have um, Orange Cassidy versus Tommy Boy Floyd. We have blue and gold versus unbreakable fury true beginning uh, yeah true wrestling presents new beginnings gonna be off the chain off the chart incredible somebody asked me uh does true get packed i said oh my god yeah it's always standing room only for true wrestling so um we got that coming up And the following week we'll be in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, as we go see Susquehanna Wrestling Organization, Gauntlet for Glory. Uh, You know, everything goes right. You know, unless something comes up. But uh, right now, that's the plan to go see the Unlimited Gauntlet. I mean, yeah, excuse me, the Gauntlet for Glory, which we already have announced. The shooter, Killian McMurphy versus Bro Keller. We have Matt Vertigo versus I think it's Matt Vertigo. Yeah, Matt Vertigo versus Clay Drasher. Um The Whisper versus Benny Slater. Um tim rush versus sage matthews it's just going to be an incredible event come out and support if you're in the lancaster area on january 19th then from there we take it into the next weekend you know we have a full everyday weekend schedule here in the month of January and pretty much in February as well. But uh on the twenty sixth, of course, we have one night only in you know uh Hazleton, Pennsylvania with PPW. You got Eli Drake versus uh Johnny Impact South Philly's finest versus undeniable, Clutch Adams and Johnny Moran got that amazing six-man title shot that six-man match for the title the PPW title you got um, Vic Andrews and Tyler uh, Noah Noah versus I think the Punk Rock All-Stars I don't know it's coming up the 26th and then The 27th, we got a trip to New Jersey for H2O presents subterranean violence. That's going to be awesome. I don't know all the matches, but we got, uh, for sure, Ron Mathis versus G. Raver. Then in February, we move on to Stephen ILA Appreciation Night on February 2nd. Hopefully that goes on, goes down. The uh, ninth should be outbreak wrestling. The tenth is the Mike Kaner appreciation down in the H2L arena. March sixteenth is Phoenix Pro. I mean uh, February sixteenth is Phoenix Pro. February twenty-third is True. So, we've got a lot to look forward to this month in February and March, (laughs) right in the spring. We've got enough action to keep us hot through the winter months that we have coming up here. So, with that being said, I'm going to conclude this episode, and I will speak with you guys very soon. Thank you and goodbye.